Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What up, y'all? This is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Room Podcast. This is episode 25. And today we're going to talk about teaching your kids what to speak up about because I think there's a line that's drawn as to your child being a tattletale and your child letting you know something so you can put them up on game about something they're dealing with or a person they're around or a situation and just giving them like good points on what to do okay let's go Our kids today do not truly play outside like I did growing up, like most of my friends did growing up that are older than me. I'm talking about 80s or earlier, young bucks. Um, But when they did, or when they do go outside with friends, um, you know, we hung out together. We were at the park. We were, like, riding bikes. But we were in the neighborhood. You never had to worry about us venturing off or going across the street or going, like, to the store or driving two hours away or somebody coming up and just scooping us the hell up and you just never seeing us again um, so often. Or, you know, people that are bold enough in the daytime to just walk up to a child and just snatch them up. Or do something to them. We were never worried. I, I want to say my my mom was worried about that. But it wasn't to the extent of now in 2018. So now. Because kids don't really play outside like that. It's another level of worry. Uh, because they may want to go to their friend's house. But what if you don't know that friend. And you don't know that friend's parents. And you don't know who's in that, that friend's house. How do you teach them what an uncomfortable situation is and them being able to sense when it's time for them to leave and come home when the when how do you teach them when to notice certain things that may happen where it might not be a good position or a good place to be at that moment you know those are things that you got to teach your kids now in today's age we cannot always be there but We can use apps, you know, in your phone right now um, next to your IG, your Facebook, your Snapchat to locate a lot of creeps that are in people's homes that happen to be their family. You know what I'm saying? That happen to be your neighbor, that happens to be your mailman or your police officer or your firefighter or your teacher or... um, just people you would never think will ever do anything negative or sexual or just inappropriate 
to or around your child and they do it. There's so many apps that you can have as a parent. Um, One of the apps that I have is the Offender Locator. I downloaded it from um, the iTunes App Store. And what it does is, I want to say I think I bought it for like 99 cents. It gives you the details of, depending on your address, the who are like the sexual offenders that are charged and what their charge was and what they look like in your neighborhood. Sad to say, I do have, um, I guess there are a couple, like a couple in a relationship that live on my street that are previous sexual offenders. But my kids really don't go outside um, like that because my house is like on a hill where the driveway goes into the street. There's no sidewalk, so they don't really play outside. But just to know that that person that has, you know, those charges are in my neighborhood is like, damn. And then on top of that, like, what if I didn't check that? And they were like that neighbor that always wanted to come by and see my daughter or whatever. I'm not with that shit. Like, I really don't talk to my neighbors. I don't want to know their names. Um, I did introduce myself to my neighbor to my left because she got like seven kids. Um, from age 2 to 14 and they just moved in like I want to say 3 months ago so I did introduce myself but shit we don't speak on the regular if I see her outside or some of her family outside I might give a head nod but you don't need to know my schedule you don't need to know where I work you don't need to know nothing you you don't need to know if I'm married you don't need to know um, what cards I frequently have in my driveway you don't need to know who be there you don't need to know shit But um, back to these apps. (laughs) Um, The Family Watchdog is a good app to have. Criminal Watchdog is a good app to have. Because I've been a child victim of a sexual predator. Um, When my mom lived in Maryland. Uh, We used to live in Maryland in um, Laurel. And these um, apartments called Sharon. What is it? Sharon Court? No, Sharon Court was the street we lived on. But I forgot what the apartments were called. Stort Manor. Yeah. Stort Manor was the apartments. And um, I've always still been a victim of a sexual predator that happened to be my relative for decades, off and on. And it wasn't until, like, um, I uh, got older in my late... Well, let's not even say late 20s. Let's say 30 last year is when I really, like, got face-to-face with my mom. And I just was really direct with her about the fact that I have two girls now. And it was easier for me to, you know, create my life around avoiding a person and not having this person any way, shape, or form involved in my life and my children's lives. But I know I can't be everywhere my kids are going to be at. I know I can't um, be an eye or an ear every time they're in a room with someone. So all I can do is teach them. But at the same time, I could tell my mother, hey, I know you got to have this type of relationship with this person. Cool. But I just want to let you know that this person specifically did this and this and this at these times between the ages of me being five and 
15. And I don't want them any way, shape, or form around my child. I don't want them at my home. I don't want them around me. I want nothing to do with them. Um, In one of my books that I wrote, I wrote a little bit about it. But I just, I don't believe in um, forgiving people. I don't get that concept. I don't get, oh, you don't do it for them, you do it for you. Fuck that. I'm not, no. People people do not change that do malicious, spiteful acts in life. They figure out a way to do it where you don't notice from how they did it before. They find a different way, but they don't change. Once that type of shit, that type of evil, that type of spitefulness is in a person's characteristic, you have to accept, let go, and figure out what works for you. And what works for me is me not having negative, toxic, disgusting, evil-ass people in my life. Um, and it's up to me to let anyone that I love, that I allow my kids to be around, know that, hey, I don't fuck with this individual at all. And if this individual is going to be around, you need to give me a heads up so I can come collect my children. <laughs> you know, as a mother, it's my job to protect them. And, you know, before I can, like, make sure I'm not around a person, I'm, I'm in a safe zone, but I got to make sure my girls are in a safe zone, too. And so I had to be um, more vocal to my mother about it. I've been going to therapy, not primarily about that, but I always knew since I was young that I, would, I, need, I needed to go to therapy about it because... I just felt like I was holding the weight of um, just anger, not understanding why, um, hate, uh, being sad, uh, feeling like someone stole my childhood from me and how I think about men. Um, With that, for damn near half my life. And I felt like I was carrying the weight of their wife. I was carrying the weight of their child. I was carrying the weight of my mother's um, happiness and her being comfortable and being able to have everyone around her and not be an issue. I was tired of carrying that weight and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let go of this shit because I'm not doing this as a benefit for myself. I'm doing it as a benefit for them at this point. And I don't want to anymore. Because if I don't say something and I don't make people aware that, you know, this was a past issue, this is what I dealt with, then that person that, you know, did something to you is never going to address their shit. And when they don't address their shit, we all know what happens. It happens again. It probably won't be to you. It'll probably be to someone else. And then I'll feel like more of a fucking asshole. So, yes. Um, I don't play about that shit. But the sexual predator that was at my mom's apartment um, in Maryland was one of our neighbors across the hall. There was four apartments on each floor. And it was one of the neighbors across the hall. And 
he would basically come out his apartment, sometimes in his robe, sometimes he would stand in the door. I had to pass his apartment to go down the steps and come inside the apartment. And whenever the ice cream truck would come around, he always wants to like offer all the kids money, but primarily he would always give me more money to go to the ice cream shop. I felt uncomfortable taking it from him, um, but he always made me feel okay to take it. Um, and then like when I'm passing, I would notice like what he would like tug on my, my pants or my shirt or whatever I'm wearing. I'm just like, yo, like, I don't like, I don't like to this day, I don't like strangers touching me or tugging on me or grabbing me. Like, don't do it. If I don't know you, no. And don't do it to my kids because I might have to backhand you. Um, but that's what he would do. And I remember my chain had came off of my bike and he was offering to fix it. Um, and he was like trying to talk to me. And my cousin was visiting one summer and she had came in at like, the perfect time. Because I feel like he was going to insinuate the fact that he was helping to fix my bike and put the chain on that I would have to do something for him. Um, but I always felt uncomfortable and I knew his approach to me was inappropriate as a child. I just didn't know how to tell him, hey, I don't, I don't like when you do that. I know you're not supposed to do that to me. Um, but he never like touched me sexually. It was just inappropriate of how he was touching me as a stranger, as a neighbor, without any consent. Um, and then one day, I think I was outside and he saw me that I was about to come in. The walkway to come in the apartment was really long, so he had time. So I guess he saw me come, like about to come in and my mom saw that I was about to come in from the window too. So I guess both of them went to the door at the same time. And this man was butt naked from head to toe. I didn't see him. My mom saw him because it's, it's right across the hall. He was butt naked from head to toe. And my mom saw him and she fucking called the police. And I don't remember in detail what happened when she called the police. But from that day on, he always parked his, um, he had a long, like, old Cadillac. It was green, like a dirty green. He would always park it behind the apartments. So I never knew when he was going to be home. And he always parked it, like, two buildings down from the apartment. Never in front of the apartment. Um, I don't know what happened with him being charged for that. But I do know that he lived there with a woman. Uh, a girl. I don't know if she was his daughter or what. But I've never... I, ha I didn't see him after that. But I always saw his car. But... You just have to be aware of people that are sick-minded like that. Strangers and people who you know, you know, could be predators to children. But you just have to make your children more aware of what actions are not okay. And I would want my um, daughters to be aware of what's not okay with strangers. And my mom never, like... I don't remember her talking to me about, hey, if a person does this to you, you do this. Or this is how you defend yourself um, if a person does this or corners you or whatever. That was never talked about. Um, and I don't know why, because my mom also was a victim of um, sexual abuse as a child. 
with a relative. And I feel like that's more common than not, unfortunately. But for me, because I know that happened to me, I'm having this discussion with my, my daughters early. You know what I'm saying? Especially the fact that they're going to go to school and I'm not there. Especially the fact that they're going to be around other kids and I'm not going to be around all the time. I'm having that discussion with them early. You know, that's why to this day I'm more, I'm very, like, involved with where my children are, who are they with, who is in the house. And I I absolutely trust you, like, to the moon and back if I leave my girls with you. I absolutely trust you to the moon and back if I leave them with you overnight. You know what I'm saying? That says a lot about you with me. You know, I have to teach my girls never to let anyone threaten you or bribe you. Um, There's no secrets that you keep from me or daddy. I got to teach them that. Um, If they want to, you know, have a surprise, make sure nobody tells you not to tell me something about a surprise. If somebody wants to give you a surprise, they need to share with all of us. And if they don't want to share with all of us, just tell them no. No car rides from people you don't know. No car rides from people you know, unless you tell me first. So, like, let's say one of them are in school and their aunt or their cousin or somebody's dad or sister or brother, oh, I'm picking you up today, you call me first. And let me know. Or if I know that I'm sending somebody to pick you up from whatever the next day, I'm going to let you know first. Like, you have to communicate things. And I feel like a lot of parents feel like, oh, it's not in the child's place. Or don't worry about it. No. Put your child up on game so when they go out in the world, they they on point. You know? You have to tell them things. Relatives need boundaries, too. It's not just strangers. It's not just people you don't know it's not just teachers it's not just policemen relatives need boundaries too parents are responsible to make our kids aware of good choices who what where and when and why that's that's my job as a parent i will not do sleepovers period with my children when it comes to friends maybe family but you know, sell them in few, but I'm not doing sleepovers. And tips for parents, just talk to your kids more. Make it normal to bring up certain subjects. Don't make it like, oh, man, my mom came out the blue last night talking to me about X, Y, and Z. No, make it normal. And when you bring it up, don't make it a long, extended conversation. Just drop a gem. Leave it alone. Come back to it later if you think your child needs more information on it. Babysitters need to be researched. Put some cameras up in your house if they're at your house. Um, Check in on them. Have your child call you while they're there. Cameras are important. I mean, shit. It's 2018. You can put cameras anywhere. Um, Improper situations. Tell them what. What are some examples of improper situations? Don't be in the room alone with anybody older than you. Don't let anybody touch you. Keep five feet away from people you don't know. At least five feet. Learn to scream. 
And if you see, um, if you're at a park and you're lost, go look for someone who has kids and is two or more people with them and ask them for help. Because it could be, I'm not going to tell them don't go to a man. I'm not going to tell them uh, go to a woman or vice versa because you don't know. It could be male or female these days. But I would tell them to go towards someone who has multiple kids and it's more than one person there and ask for help. Tell them your name, tell them my phone number and tell them what your problem is. Are you lost? Tell them. You gotta teach them those things. Teach them to protect themselves um, in, in their lives outside of you. So if you're not there and you're at work or wherever, teach them how to protect themselves. Teach them how to kick, bite, where they hit somebody in the face, how to poke an eye. Um, I, what I do when I have um, Anya at the park in the wintertime, I make sure she wears a bright, odd colored jacket. I try not to get her something that you're going to see in multiple stores that a lot of kids are going to have. Um, on her sneakers, I write her name on the inside of her sneakers on the sole part. Inside her shoes, I put her name. Inside her jacket, I put her name and my phone number. In her book bag, I put my, I put my her name and my phone number. On her car seat, I have my name, first and last. Uh, Ari's dad's name, first and last. My phone number, his phone number. Um, and anything medical-like that's important. If she has allergies, what she's allergic to, blood type. Because you never know what can happen. But you always have to stay on your toes about if something happens and you're not around, does my child know how to do X, Y, and Z? Does my child know their phone number? Does my child know their address? Does my child know who to call on, what to say? Do they know their first and last name? Anya really doesn't wear bracelets. I wanted to make a bracelet for her that had her phone number on it. She doesn't wear those. But I try to, you know... Make sure I'm aware of what I put her on, what 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 she has on for the day. Um, how is her hair? I keep pictures like you want to believe um, recent of her. Make sure you have that, um, and just just build your child up and make sure they check in with you often. And monitor like their website use. There's a lot of creeps trying to invade um, kids' lives through kid apps, um, YouTube, uh, chat rooms. Like, I don't care. Let my um, girls get to teenage years. I'm in your Snapchat, your chat snap, your Facebook, your book face, your uh, IG, your GI. I don't care. I'm all up in it. You post something, I'm commenting below too. Somebody DM you, you DM'd us. Like, I'm in I'm in it because kids don't have privacy. I did an episode about that already. When you're a child, you do not have privacy. Your privacy begins when you leave my house and you pay your own bills and you are over 22. But from birth to 22, I'm all up in your space. I'm all up in your space until I feel like I put into you 
everything you need to know for yourself and you can do it yourself. You know, but that's that type of faith has to be built. Educate yourself with your kids apps. So, you know, again, learn the child lingo, learn what the children are into today, learn what what means what in songs that they listen to and educate yourself with your kids apps. Kid apps being like what apps kids are into right now, what's going on in the app. Can it talk to people all over the world? What are the people saying? Is it appropriate? All of that shit. Like, pay attention to it. But, um, I think this episode was, I did too much. But I, I think I gave you some vital tips, some good information. And I just want all these kids out here to really know and understand um, when it's a good time to speak up. And whenever they feel like something is done inappropriately or something their parents wouldn't approve of that someone did or is doing or they feel like they're trying to do, that's when your child needs to know to speak up. And if your child doesn't know when and in what situations they need to speak up in, then you're slacking, okay? Fix it. This is Shan. This is Cozy Room. Thank you for listening. Doopsit. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.